Starting a brand new series for this Christmas season. And the name of this series is His Name Shall Be Called. His Name Shall Be Called. You know, I got to thinking about names recently. And, you know, there's an old saying of what, what's in a name? What's in a name? Well, there's a whole lot in a name. Names are important to God. You know, for example, the name Abraham means father of many. And then, aren't you glad you're inside? And then Moses means to pull out or to draw out of the water. And Joshua comes from the word Yeshua, which is Yahweh was a part of it. And so the name Joshua literally means to save. Now, if you know the story of Jacob and Esau, the name Jacob means deceiver. You know, if I were to do a, a roll call of everyone's first name and maybe even middle name this morning, um, we would never really know unless we took the time about the history and the story and the meaning behind those names. Yes. You know, my first name is, is Mark, uh, and that word Mark means warrior. And of course, Brenda's name, I looked up her full name uh, the other day, uh, Brenda means fiery one. And uh, her middle name, Raylene, comes from a German uh, name. And the word uh, Raylene is also a very powerful word. And it means counselor and protector. And then Edwards, you break it down into Ede and Wards. The Ede part, E-A-D, means prosperous. And the ward, like a warden, means guardian. So I have married a fiery... Counselor and a prosperous guardian. And so you take the, the, the two names together. You take Mark, Warrior, Brenda, Fiery One, and you've got a combustible relationship. <laughs> but that's in a good way. Because we ignite and we spark each other. Some, uh, some of the crazy names, I was up kind of early this morning, I, was, I googled some crazy names. I mean, people just, whoa, I don't know why they would do this, but they named one of their children Nyquilla. Nyquilla. And maybe after Nyquil, because they needed some sleep, because they were up all night. And another one was named Northwest. Apple. Get this one. Olive Garden. It must have been a girl. If it was a boy, it probably would have been called Waffle House or whatever. <laughs> and then I looked up another one. Tim and then B-U-R-R. Tim Burr. Well, we're not talking about any of those names today. Look at, in your Bible with me, if you would. Uh, turn over to the book of Isaiah. And notice with me in uh, the ninth chapter and verse 6. Isaiah, the ninth chapter and the sixth verse. For unto us a child is born, a son is given. Very interesting there. The child had to be born, but the son was given. For the Son pre-existed with the Father from the beginning of time. Because in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. 
and the same was in the beginning with God. And then in verse 14 of John 1 says, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. So Jesus was born, the baby Jesus. But he wasn't always a baby. And he sure enough ain't a baby now. But he was given from the bosom of the Father. For God so loved the world that he gave. Amen. You know, it's one thing for me to tell Brenda, I love you. But it's another thing for me to tell her, I so love you. You add so loved to loved, it takes on even a greater and a deeper dimension. He so loved us that he gave. Giving is the highest expression of love. He gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should never perish but have everlasting life. For unto us, Isaiah 9, 6 says, unto us a son, a child is born, a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called, let's read it together, Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Woo! These are names that are, are familiar to us, right? But, you know, the, the Bible, if, if you look at it and study the Bible, the Bible has at least 256 names for Jesus. And all of those names carry great depth and great meaning. Here's a few. Savior. The way. The truth. The life. The door. The master. The great high priest. Living bread. The good shepherd. The lamb of God. The light of the world. Healer. Christ. Teacher, how about this one? Chief Cornerstone. Advocate, Lord, Morning Star, Alpha, and Omega. Hallelujah. You see, one name could never, ever fully describe him. All that he has, and all that he does, and all that he's able to do is contained in this name that is above every name, the mighty name of Jesus. Turn in your Bibles, if you would, to Philippians, the second chapter. Notice this verse of Scripture, Philippians 2, verse 9 through 11. Wherefore, God has highly exalted him and given him the name, literally the name, which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Woo! 
whether they ever received them or not, from yester centuries and yester empires, you mark it down, every knee is going to bow. Ha <laughs> ha. The pharaohs are going to have to bow. The Caesars are going to have to bow. The kingdoms of this world, of the Medes and the Persians, they must bow to the name above every name. That at the name of Jesus, so it'd be wise to bow now, right? Of things in heaven... Literally, the word things there means beings, beings in heaven, including angels. And beings in the earth, that's us. And beings under the earth, which is demons, devils, and evil spirits. And read verse 11 with me. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's healing in the name of Jesus. There's life in the name of Jesus. There's deliverance in the name of Jesus. And His name and only His name is the name that can bring salvation and deliverance and healing. Because I found in Acts the 4th chapter and the 12th verse, it says, Neither is salvation in and through anyone else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Woo, glory to God. And we have that name. We've been given that name. We can teach in that name. We can preach in that name. We can go to work in that name. We can serve in that name. We can give in that name. We can witness in that name. We can live for that name. We can testify in that name. We can bring people to Jesus in and through that mighty name. The nations of the world are in the Bay Area. And that is why we are asking, according to Psalms 2, ask of me. And I will give unto thee the nations for thine inheritance. That word nations there is ethnos, which means ethnic groups. If you look at the San Francisco Bay Area, you will see great ethnicity in this area. We do not literally have to get on a jet to go to India to reach people from India because people from India are here. Now, if God leads you to do that, that's fine. But oh, that God would open our eyes to the harvest that is white already and ready to be picked. People are hungry. People are hungry. People are searching. People are looking. And you and I have been given that name. Raise your right hand and say, thank God. I've been given that name. Above every name. Hallelujah. Now we know that his names here in Isaiah 9, 6 are extremely meaningful. Because God reveals himself by his names. Now on Wednesday night we've been doing a series called Christ the Healer. Uh, We're going to be concluding that on January 22nd, which is a Wednesday evening. 
I'm going to have Terry Amrell speak one night uh, during the course of that time. But we've been looking at the self-existent one, the one who reveals himself, Jehovah. That's the master. He is Jehovah Rapha. He is Jehovah Sidkenu. He is Jehovah Raha. He is Jehovah Nisi. He is Jehovah Rohai. He is Jehovah Mekedesh. And he is Jehovah Jireh. Whoo, glory to God. Come Wednesday night and hear what those mean. So God reveals himself by his names. It's really, you know, it's kind of how we find out about his nature. It's how we find out about his intents for our life. It's how we discover his character. See, part of knowing him, part of knowing God is knowing his names. Part of having faith. Part of being confident to live a victorious life. Part of having hope is knowing his names. His name shall be called. Look at Psalms 91. And notice with me in uh, verses 14 uh, through verse 16. Psalms 91. How many of you live in the 91st Psalm? We ought to be living there. Because there's evil out there. But Psalm 91 says about evil that it won't befall you. Neither shall any plague come nigh your dwelling. Psalm 91 verse 14. Because, this is talking about us, because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him, I will set him on high, now notice this, because. Here's the reason why he will do those things because we've set our love upon him and because he hath known my name hallelujah it's important to know his name verse 15 he should call upon me those who know his name and if I'm not too busy I might have to put you on hold for a while. The extensions have changed in heaven. No, he should call upon me and I'm going to answer him. I'll be with him in trouble. I'll deliver him. I'll honor him. And with long life. Emphasis on long life. Long life. Not wrong life. Not short life. Not half-lived life. Not an unsatisfied life. Not a mediocre life. With long life. Will I satisfy him? And I will show him. Woo! There you go again shouting. You better believe it. Woo! Glory. (laughs) With long life. I'll satisfy him. Show him my salvation. But notice what, what's at the core of this. Because he's known my name. And because we know his name, 
we can call on him. Folks, you got to know who to call. If you need a plumber, you got to know who to call. If you need a plumber, you don't call the electrician. You got to know who to call. That reminds me of Ron Canola's old song, Call Him Up. When you know his name, you know who to call on. If you don't know he's your healer, if you don't know he's your counselor, if you don't know he's your provider, you won't ask him to do it. You won't call upon him. Therefore, it pays us rich dividends to get in this book and find out and meditate and cogitate and speak and declare and praise his holy name. Come on, about 10 seconds right now. Just lift up your hands and give him glory. Glory to God. Glory, 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 glory. Woo, hallelujah. Call him up. Call him up. In your midnight hour, call him up. Now look over at Psalms 9. Psalms 9, verses 9 through 10. The Lord will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. And they that know thy name, everyone say, know his name. Look at, look at your neighbor and say, know his name. And they that know thy name, they're going to put their trust in him. For Lord has not forsaken them that seek thee. Young's literal translation, one of the best translations in the word that I know of. The YLT says this in the first verse of chapter, of verse 9. He says, and Jehovah is a tower for the bruised. A tower in times of adversity. Ooh, glory to God. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. Verse 10, let's read it together. They trust in thee who do know thy name. For thou hast not forsaken those that seek thee, O Jehovah. So again here, knowing his name and seeking him are tied in with protection. Amen? Now go to Matthew chapter 1. Matthew the first chapter. Say it with me. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Matthew chapter 1. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name, everyone say his name, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now I want you to get this. When you call upon his name for salvation, you not only receive forgiveness of sins, but you, say, you receive salvation from your sins. And that word save there means remedy. 
It means to be healed and it means to be made whole. Because even though sin has its pleasure for a season, sin can sting. And sin can disfigure a person's life and a person's character. Sin can even get into a person's body and cause sickness and disease in their, in their being. But I found out this name above every name when I call upon him. I not only get forgiveness, I not only get freedom from sin, but I can receive remedy for anything and everything that the past has brought into my life. That's good news. His name shall be called Jesus, for he shall save. Hallelujah. And so the name of Jesus is a powerful name. And we must know his name so that we can receive all that his name includes. Amen. So let's go back to our text in Isaiah chapter 9. Notice with me in verse 6. Isaiah the ninth chapter, the 6th verse. For unto us a child is born, a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Now, notice that word wonderful. That word wonderful means marvelous. It means astonishing. It means amazing. It means awesome. It means wondrous. And it also means miraculous. We could say this, his name shall be called Miracle. Have you ever needed a miracle? Call upon him. For his name shall be called Wonderful, Miraculous. The one that never changes. The one that's the same yesterday, today, and forever. This Jesus. The mighty God. The everlasting Father, and He is the Prince of Peace. Wonderful. When's the last time that you saw something that was so wonderful and wondrous that it took your breath away? I'm talking about naturally speaking, like a gorgeous sunset. You know, in Psalm 19, it says, The heavens declare the very glory of God. And the firmament show his handiwork. All you got to do is look outside sometimes. And you will see the wonder of God. (laughs) And so if we can be awestruck at the wonder of his creation. How much more should we be amazed at the wonder of our Lord Jesus Christ? Say to me all that I am. All that I have and all that I will ever be is through the power and the authority of his precious name. So we see then in this text that the Spirit of God is prophesying concerning the birth of Jesus. And at Christmas time, what we do is we acknowledge his birth. We acknowledge his life. 
But his birth is not all that's intended for us to acknowledge. Without his birth, there would be no plan of salvation. But without his death and his burial and his resurrection, there would be no new creations. And so certainly he is wonderful. He's wonderful in his conception. His childhood was wonderful. His earthly walk was wonderful. He was wonderful in his death. And he's wonderful in his resurrection. But oh, thank God, he's also wonderful in his coming again. He's coming soon. So let's just take a look for the last few moments that we have this morning. We're just kind of laying a good foundation for this. Let's look at the wonder of his conception. Look with me at Luke chapter uh, 1. And we'll look at several verses here. Luke, the first chapter. And we notice some things over here beginning in verse uh, 26. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into a city called Nazareth. And so Gabriel was sent to bring good news to Mary. How many of you know if you have an angelic visitation from heaven, it's a good day? But if you get Gabriel, it's an awesome day. And so Mary was over there in Nazareth. And Nazareth at that time was a town of maybe, oh, 300 to 500 people. Today, the city of Nazareth is hundreds of thousands of people. It's made up of 90% Muslim, 30% Jewish, and 10% Christian. Their homes in those days were about three to 500 square foot. Now, if you've ever gone to a Marriott or, you know, gone to a Hilton or to a Hyatt, most of those rooms, the standard rooms, are like 300 to 325 square feet. If you pay a little bit extra, you can get a room that's 500 to maybe 510 square feet. Think about that, though. 300 square foot home. These people were rural people. These people were poor people. Mary was not in her 20s. I don't know what Mary's age was, but Mary was very young. And Joseph was very young. When you think about Joseph, think about a teenager who doesn't have his driver's license yet. And hasn't even grown a beard yet. And so... These guys are planning a wedding. How many have ever planned a wedding before? A couple of you have, okay. You've planned a wedding before, and, and, and there's a lot of details that go into it. And, and when you're in love, oh man, you can hardly wait to say, I do. Right? And so these guys, are they're, they're planning a wedding, and all of a sudden, Gabriel comes down. In verse 27... It says, to a virgin espoused or literally betrothed or engaged to a man whose name was Joseph. He was of the house of David and the virgin's name was Mary. In verse 28, and the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art somewhat favored. 
Did you know that you sitting in this auditorium today are not partially favored? You're as highly favored as Mary is. Because the grace of God knows no limits. The grace of God gets into every person who calls on the name of the Lord and the favor of God. That's the way God sees us. That we're highly favored. So he came and said, you're highly favored. The Lord is with you. Is not the Lord with us? And he says, you're blessed among women. Are we not blessed? We're so blessed, the blessed people call us blessed. We're blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He says, you're blessed and you're highly favored. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying. And she thought to herself, what does this mean? What manner of salutation does this mean? What is this? And the angel said unto her, I want you to read that with me. This is a real important verse. Ready, read. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary. Hallelujah. Fear not. In other words, Mary, don't let fear rob you out of this blessing. And fear robs multitudes of favor and blessing every day. But aren't you glad that God didn't give you a spirit of fear? But what did he give you? He gave you a spirit of power and love. What kind of mind we got? We got a sound mind. We have the mind of Christ. And God has told us, Johnny, over and over again, fear not, for I'm with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. Hallelujah. He said, I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. I'm with you all the way until the end of the earth. So no no matter what you may be going through, know this. If you not fear, you'll make it all the way through. Hallelujah. Yeah, even though I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. I have your word. I have your presence. Therefore, I'm not backing down. I'm moving forward. What do you say with the plan of God? All the days of my life, I'm going to live for him. Be it unto me. Amen? I didn't know all that was in there, but that's good. And the angel said unto her, fear not, fear not, all of us have been given promise. Some of you today are pregnant, not naturally speaking, but you're pregnant with a promise. And I believe God is saying to us, don't be afraid. Don't cast away your confidence. Don't fling away your fearless confidence because your confidence has a great recompense of reward. If you'll just hang in there and be patient, you'll see the fulfillment come to pass. Fear not, Mary. Why? Because you've got favor (laughs) with God. Verse 31. And behold, look, you're going to conceive. This is wonderful. This is marvelous. This is astonishing. You're going to conceive 
in your womb, you're going to bring forth a son. And you will call his name Jesus. And he shall be great. And he shall be the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign forever and ever. Hallelujah. 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 Okay. Just wanted you to get that. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. Hallelujah. 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 And of his kingdom. Think about it. The everlasting one came to give us everlasting life so we could live him for infinity, infinity times infinity. Woo, glory to God. What we're doing here is brief. The next part is literally wonderful. Astonishing. So the announcement that Jesus was to be born was wonderful. The angel came down to announce it. And then Mary said unto the angel, I don't think so. Uh Uh-uh. She didn't have that kind of an attitude. She didn't know how, but she was in. Then Mary said unto the angel, how shall this be? I don't even, I haven't had intercourse with a man. I don't know a man yet. I'm just engaged. And the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost. Everyone say the Holy Ghost. Shall come upon thee. And the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Now let's not miss this right here. Let's not move too fast beyond this. Let's just slow down and let's just camp here for a few minutes in this verse. Notice with me the Holy Ghost and overshadow. The word overshadow means to cover with a cloud. What's he talking about overshadow? To cover with a cloud. He's talking about the very Shekinah glory cloud. The same cloud that was there in the transfiguration. The cloud is a visible manifestation of the glory and the presence of God. This means that the same power of God that was with Moses and others in the Old Testament is now going to do a unique work in the life of Mary. If we had a subtitle for this message, we could call it Christmas Glory. Jesus was born in glory. He left the Father of glory. He was born in glory. He lived in glory. He was raised in glory. And he will return in glory. Everyone say glory to God. His name shall be called wonderful. Verse 36. And behold thy cousin Elizabeth. 
She has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For with God, with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said what we say, any time and every time the sower soweth the word into our lives. Even though we don't understand when, we may not understand how, but we say like Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to your word. And the angel said, Done deal. And he departed from her. Do you have a word from heaven today? Do you have a word you're standing on? Well, let's stand up together then. Let's all stand up together. Be it unto us, Lord. Be it unto me. How many of you are standing on God's word that says, Himself took your infirmities and bore your sickness? How many of you are standing on God's word for a healing in your body? Just raise your hand. How many of you are standing on God's word for provision for your life? How many of you are standing on God's word for a loved one to come to Christ? Come on, raise your hand. Everything that we are standing for that was stated is part of our exceeding, great and promise package from the Heavenly Father. So say with me, by His stripes, I am healed. Now watch me as I do this. Take both hands and say, be it unto me. I believe I receive according to your word. You are my provider. You are my abundant provision. You said in your word that you would meet our every need. According to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. We believe that individually. We believe that as a church. Let's do it together. Be it unto me according to your word. Be it unto us according to your word. And Father, you said in your word that as we call upon you, not only can we be saved, but our whole household can be saved. Let's do it again. Be it unto us. Be it unto our family. Let there be restoration. Let there be remedy. Let there be healing in our relationships, in our homes. Let there be healing in this nation, Lord. Come on, say it strong. Be it unto us according to your holy word. I think we need to praise him just a moment. Glory to God. With hands lifted and hands raised, we glorify you, Lord.